0: Welcome to Electric Liberty Land, here on the Lions of Liberty podcast, your weekly shot of culture, comedy, and liberty, with your host, Brian McWilliams. What is up, you pirate hookers? Hello, everybody. Welcome to Electric Liberty Land, where I am having... A hell of a day. I mean, the tech issues I'm having, it's like, it's like one thing on top of another thing on top of another thing. So you'll notice, I don't have my glorious electric Liberty Land background with my electric cityscape. No, instead I am sitting here in my den, which is by the way, a nice den, but I've got the, you know, the, the lighting's not great. You can see my uh, electric Liberty Land poster up oh, 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 in the back, my lines Liberty poster, my uh, Certificate of Appreciation For Dan Aykroyd from the city of Los Angeles behind me, you'll see that. Oh, other side. There it is. Now, that, by the way, is one of the funny things that you get from doing a career in public relations where, you know, they want to give Dan Aykroyd a certificate. And my company at the time was big into celebrity public relations. I personally did not get to meet Dan Aykroyd. I did get to meet uh, several other celebrities of note. I have a hilarious story about Robert Evans and uh, meeting Jack Nicholson, but... You will have to listen to uh, either Degenerate Gamblers, which is coming back, or our other podcast, The Boring Podcast, with me and Rico and Odie and uh, and Howie, to hear that story. And it's uh, very fucking funny, very fucking funny. It's Jason Stapleton's favorite story that I've ever told him, and he uses the punchline for the story often in his own daily life. So anyway. Cheers, I am drinking in this show. You'll notice it's dark. Usually I try to do this a little early in the day because when I have this, this kid running around, I uh, I try to get it recorded early. But today, Mark Dunn fucked me. Yes, that same Mark Clare that people think is so nice. No, he's a real cunt, real cocksucker. So he done fucked me because I always record on Tuesdays. And today he decided he was going to schedule the debate between Angela McCardle and Matt Erickson. Now I'll give them a pass this one time. Because mostly because I like both of them and even more so <laughs> even more so I have to share this image so you can see exactly why I will forgive them. And if you're not watching at home, if you're not watching us on YouTube, uh, you can't see this incredible graphic that is up here from the, uh, the wonderful Top Lobster, who is the official sponsor of the debate? Uh, generating these wonderful images for us, it's Angel Mcardle, and she's got her little Mises Caucus uh, Harry Potter robe on versus Matt Erickson. He's got a K on his. I think it's probably for a king, real king pill, right? Which is here his, his uh, Twitter address. But anyway, the graphic alone, the Harry Potter graphic, has has brightened my mood, brightened my smile like a good tube of toothpaste. So I will forgive Mark this time for fucking me over and ruining my day and making it so that I have to record this late and tired and now drunk because I spent I I literally had a full martini. I know this is a three-fourths full martini, but I drank the first martini just trying to get tech issues working out because right now I'm uh basically not using the background because my camera wouldn't fucking focus. Couldn't get that to work. Spent about 30 minutes doing that when I'm trying to get shit done during the day. And now I'm just saying, fuck it. So here you go. You get to see me. I mean, a, a justice jog for Casa shirt. And, uh, you know, it's been an interesting day because I got a new client today, which is great. My public relations career that has been hard to come by lately because of COVID coming out of it. People are very scared. People have lost a lot of money, especially a lot of like nonprofit organizations, but Cheers to me. But I just started with a new client, which I think you will all find really interesting. Now, I'm going to hold off on telling you about it for now. I want to cement myself in as a uh, beloved member of that organization and trusted partner before I start to talk about them on my Libertarian podcast, even though the organization, I will say, I think probably would not be in any way opposed uh, the organization, I'll tell you in vague terms before I go into detail a little, little later down the road, after, again, I ingratiated myself in there saying we can't fire him even no matter what libertarian perspectives he has, no matter how he feels about vaccines. But they are a uh, an NGO, non-governmental organization, a humanitarian aid organization working with one of the most demonized countries on the planet. And, uh, and I'm not saying right or wrong that this country is demonized. Probably most of it is, is fairly uh, demonization. But again, working with them for humanitarian aid to try to help kids. And uh, it's fascinating why I was brought in specifically to basically combat an interested party, a journalist party, which is, I would argue, operating under the most despicable circumstances of propping up the existing regimes uh, of propping up the global power structure and attacking anybody that dares go against those nations that may not go along to get along. So anyway, should be interesting. Now I am fired up. I'm going to try to do this hot and dirty you know but probably unsatisfying i like my podcast when i'm when i'm angry and i'm amped up to be like my sex with my wife i like to get in there dirty and hard and leave you probably unfulfilled and uh, and wanting a little bit more but still i'm here for you and i'm going to be doing it so before we get into the main topics of the show before we talk about what is going on with the caste system being imposed by the bidens by the de Blasios, i'm sure soon well maybe not soon here in california I need to tell you guys to join the Patreon pride. Join our pride. I just told you about the debate between Angela McCardle, and Matt Erickson. You could have watched that live. You could have already seen a debate that's not coming out for, uh, I think, another week yet, which is Ace Archist. If you follow him on Twitter, Ace Archist of the Slurp Gang podcast. Pretty sure I have that right. Great name for a podcast slurp gang podcast versus brad palumbo who of course has been on the show before you could have seen that live you could have watched it on our feed in our pride forum on facebook uh and also we're working out locals.com don't worry that is coming soon i promise you i don't have time to do it at the moment but i have tasked mark and Odie on it so eight to ten months from now that'll get done but no we're working on locals.com as well so we can stream to there but you could have also watched the Angela McCardle Matt Erickson debate today live well before it came out. You guys are missing out on everything. And I don't know if you're uh, big on Twitter, but of course, Dave Smith is also uh he's up for some debates against a, a Cato fellow over there. And I, I'm blanking on his name right now, and I'm not going to bother to look it up. But all of this and more can be yours by joining the Lions of Liberty Pride. Go to patreon.com forward slash lions of liberty. You can get in as little as five bucks a month. you get more. $15, you get the news links, which is what I base all of my show on. And also, of course, you get the Daily Rants, the Good Morning Fuckheads, which I do every single day for you talking about a specific topic. Most of the time, there's things that might not make it into the show, but might be tangentially related. But they might just be things that piss me off. It might just be a fucking funny story. Get your asses in here. Come join us. Come hang out with us. Come support the show. If you're listening, if you're watching, come give us $5. For fuck's sake, give us $5. It means a lot to us of what we're trying to do. We're trying to grow this show. And if nothing else, you know, you're the coal in the engine, guys. Liberty's the liberty's the fire, but you're the coal, right? You know, and as libertarians that nobody likes, nobody wants us in their stocking. <laughs> you're the coal, guys. Mm. Martini. Keep me going. All right, so let's hop into it, shall we? First off. I just, you know, (laughs) I want to talk about Jungle Cruise, but I'm going to wait to do it after I I talk about this vaccine shit because I watched Disney's Jungle Cruise over uh, the weekend with my wife. I like the Rockies in it. I'll get back to that. Just a a signifier of what's been ruined by PC culture. But in the meantime, I need to share with you guys kind of the, uh, the first step and then the second step of what's been happening here in regards to vaccines. Now, let me share this real quick. Share this uh, nice, beautiful stream from the president's minion, <laughs> his official health official, the official health official, and you can see the impetus that led to the most recent development in New York City. I'm sorry, New yeah, New York City, wherein Bill De Blasio said that if you're in New York City. If you want to go into a bar, if you want to go into a restaurant, if you want to go into a gym, if you want to uh, to work for the government, you have to be vaccinated. And the the content of that and the context of it is very interesting. But before I do that, let me share this one first. Boom. And expand that. Let's queue it up.
1: We're also working with states to encourage vaccinations through incentives, which have made a difference throughout the vaccination effort. Last week, the president called on states and local governments to use funding they have received, including from the American Rescue Plan, to give $100 to anyone who gets fully vaccinated. Minnesota and New Mexico have already stepped up to answer the president's call. Good for
0: you, Minnesota and New Mexico.
1: If financial incentives like these help us get more shots in arms, we should use them. But in addition to incentives, it's time to impose some requirements based on the realities of different risks unvaccinated individuals pose versus those who have been vaccinated.
0: Let me just pause it real quick there. So you see what he's saying here. So we gave you incentives and not enough. You wanted them. We gave you, I mean, there were like thousands of dollars. You could win the lottery off this shit. We gave you incentives, but not enough of you wanted the incentives. So now we have to get back to doing a little bit more. We have to impose a little bit more on you, right? Now, if you're an observant person, you might go, okay, well, this is all supposed to be voluntary from the beginning. And now you're saying, well, we want to entice people to do it. Now you're just saying, well, you don't want to entice, so we're going to force you to do it. And this is the next step to what I guarantee you is going to be mandated vaccines. So it's just fascinating for me to look at them upping the stakes, right? Okay, well, you know, you don't want to do it. We ran this propaganda campaign. Massive propaganda campaign, the most successful in the history of the world. Propaganda campaign. You have to get vaccinated to save lives, to save your sister, to save your brother, to save your grandpa, to save your wife, whatever it might be. And I'll come back around at the end of this to talk about how ridiculous this is and and his whole concept of the dangers of being vaccinated versus non-vaccinated to me are laughable at this point. But it's very entertaining to see that the entire time the incentive, quote, incentive program was clearly a precursor to what is being rolled out right now so let's continue this and we will uh continue on oh no i don't know what, what did i just do what did i just do well i'm an idiot i'm clearly an idiot and i don't know how to resuscitate it it doesn't really matter so basically what he's saying he finishes up and uh he says that Now's the time to provide incentives. Basically, uh, incentives not in the way of rewards, but in punishments. The carrot and the stick. So now is the time for the stick. According to the President of the United States, the President of the United States is now threatening to stick you. Right? Bend you over, get that broom handle ready, and shove it up your ass by limiting what you can and cannot do. And they have enticed states and encouraged states to follow their lead. So... Right on cue. Who else would be more statist? Who else would be more insane? Of course, Bill De Blasio, the guy who's a, a climate change nut, and I'm sure is all in favor of Bill Gates shutting down all the farms uh, land he owns to rule over the general population of the United States and the world. But right on cue, who steps up to the bat? A day later, well, let me show you, because you won't be surprised by any of this. Let me share my uh, Bill De Blasio screen with you, real. Here. And here we go. Here's
1: Bill de Blasio. Let me start this over for you. So, today I announce a new approach, which we're calling the Key to NYC Pass, the Key to New York City. When you hear those words, I want you to imagine the notion that because someone's vaccinated, they can do all the amazing things that are available in this city. This is a miraculous place, literally full of wonders. And if you're vaccinated, all that's going to open up to you. You'll have the key. You can open the door. But if you're unvaccinated, unfortunately, you will not be able to participate in many things. That's the point we're trying to get across.
0: Now, real quick, I want to pause that because real quick, he's talking about, oh, you're, here's the key, right? That's the key. And if you're coming to visit New York City, you have it all it has to order. Like he's catering this towards tourists as an audience. What if you live there? What if you're a person that's lived there your entire life? What if you paid into the tax base of New York City your entire fucking life, and now Bill de Blasio is saying you can't go to your restaurant or you can't run your restaurant? What if you have a health exemption? What if you're what if you allergic to eggs, which you know, a lot of the vaccines are based off? What if you have a, an immune deficiency issue and you can't have a vaccine? What then? Do you get an exemption? Does your family get an exemption? Or do they shut you down? But for Bill de Blasio to say, oh, this is the key to the city, this is the key to experiencing everything, is so absolutely insane. Look around, everybody. Do you see dead in the streets? Are the streets overrun with uh, the with dead bodies of the unvaccinated? No. Now, there is data out there that says that people that are unvaccinated, especially those that are, and we know what COVID targets, right? COVID targets very specific people that are either Deficient in certain areas of vitamin D, uh, that have diabetes, that have pre-existing conditions, that have uh over that are over the age of 75, you know, whatever it might be. The, the COVID virus, when it was at its most potent, attacked those people very specifically. And everyone else was pretty much a-okay. So now that there's a weaker version of the virus, the Delta version is weaker. Right? I just talked about in my Good Morning Fuckhead segment how a hospital had put out a false notification on their social media saying that their ICUs were full. Oh, we don't have any ICU beds. Sorry, guys. If you have a heart attack or anything like that, we were full up because of COVID. So people started panicking. They started saying, What are you talking? Oh, my God. I can't come to your hospital, right? And this is a hospital out in like New Orleans or someplace. They probably, a lot of people probably didn't have a, a ton of hospitals like we do in Los Angeles around to go to, right? Your options are probably limited for emergency rooms we can't come to your hospital. And what did they say? Oh, whoops. So they put out another social media message and that said, sorry for the confusion. We just wanted to convey the severity of COVID and the Delta variant to people to get them to uh, encourage to vaccinate. Uh, No, no, we have ICU beds. You can come in if you have a heart attack. Okay. So which is it? Shitheads? Do you have fucking ICU beds or do you? Clearly you do. This is not as deadly. It's not as dangerous. But Bill de Blasio wants us all to think that the streets are running red with the the diseased lung blood of COVID patients when it's simply not fucking true. It's not true in any possible way. It's not possible in any reason, uh, in any, any fucking realm of reality. Is it true? Let me continue to play this real quick. Apologies. I had to take a take a minute.
1: It's time for people to see vaccination as literally necessary to living a good and full and healthy life. The key to NYC pass will be a first in the nation approach. It will require vaccination for workers and customers in indoor dining, in indoor fitness facilities, indoor entertainment facilities. This is going to be a requirement.
0: All right, let's just pause. Actually, you know what? We can just fucking end it there. We don't need to hear any more from this asshole. So... He wants you, again, to think that <laughs> getting vaccinated, getting injected with this. And, and look, I'm not anti-vaccine. Some of you may be anti-vaccine in all forms, right? That is your right. Be anti-vaccination in all forms. I, You know, God bless you. I look at the vaccines that exist for most things that have been tested over time, that, uh, that we know work. You know, there's always going to be a segment of the population that reacts badly to anything. We know that. But I look at the the reactions to vaccines, to this vaccine in its various forms, and I just shake my fucking head. Like, I just did one thing. I have a, an Electric Liberty Land Twitter account. Uh, or not Twitter account. Uh, well, I have that. Not that. I have at Prime & But I have a TikTok account for Electric Liberty Land that I just put real short shit on. But I did this little thing of a version of a regular pharmaceutical commercial. Right? Well... Revexy might cause your butthole to fall out and your eyeballs to pop out of your head. Maybe now and then your heart might decide to do a tootusi a with your lungs. And, you know, at times you might find yourself becoming a woman. They do a three-minute commercial off of a 30-second drug ad, but the last two and a half minutes are mandated to be all the things that can go fucking wrong in your body because they know these things happen, right? And they know a the segment of the population is going to react badly. These things, and those are drugs that have been tested, run through years and years and billions of dollars in development. These vaccines have been pushed out here. And look, I don't know, maybe they're safe, but what I'm seeing doesn't make me think they are because I'm seeing a lot of reports that say they're not that safe. And I'm seeing a lot of adverse reactions. My cousin had to go to the ER because she had uh, anaphylactic shock because of the vaccine. Literally, this is a a 100% true story. She went into anaphylactic shock. She had to get the EpiPen stabbed into her. She was in the emergency room. She could have died because of this jab. So we're seeing these regular drug commercials, two minutes of, hey, watch out your side effects and this and that, just let you know. And then you see Joe Biden out there. Hey, you'll be fine. Right? Every commercial, you should get vaccinated. And now you're mandatory. to. You have to get vaccinated to go out to any show. Oh, no, you must be vaccinated. And you're a bad person if you're not vaccinated. And we're going to lynch you if you're not vaccinated. This is fucking madness. And any person that's not completely bought into it is seeing this laid bare. But that's the problem. That's the problem. Right? We're seeing with these vaccine mandates, right? Especially in New York where it's ultra progressive, right? And they're they're adopting the shit and they all been, they're all in the city, they're city dwellers in this bubble. The majority of the states been vaccinated. Well, this is tyranny of the majority. Now, here in LA, I don't know, here in California, I don't know. Gavin Newsom, our governor, he's facing a recall. He may not go down this route simply because he knows that there are enough people out there. And the recent polling has shown that the most motivated people out there hate his fucking guts. Right? The Democrats out there, they may or may not vote. Oh, man, whatever. They're, they're fine. They're, they're lazy Democrats. The GOP, libertarians. And by the way, California has the biggest libertarian contingent in the country, probably because it's the biggest fucking state in the country. But He's got something to worry about. So I'm hoping that I don't have this looming over my head to be concerned about. Now, my parents are coming out here. They're both vaccinated, you know, and and they're both elderly. It was over 70. If I was over 70, I'd get vaccinated. I'm not, man, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I would. I'm not vaccinated now. I don't see the risk. I told my friend who was over here the other night drinking. He's vaccinated. He asked me about it. And he's an open-minded guy. He asked me legitimately, hey, what are your thoughts on this shit? And I told him, I said, I'm not going to get vaccinated because I view the risk reward of it. I'm a 41-year-old man. I'm in great shape. I don't need to get a vaccination to fend off the COVID. And, I, and I'm almost 99% sure I fucking had it. So why would I get vaccinated? The risk of me having an Adverse reaction is probably as strong or more uh, likely than me dying of COVID. But to get back to the point about the majority here, right? What's happening, if you really think about this, it is tyranny of the majority. Because we have people that voluntarily sign up, right? There's a certain portion of the population that got the vaccine right away that were the most endangered population, endangered, like polar bears, you know, Well, the polar bears are doing fine. I don't know. What's a real endangered population? Whatever it might be. The elderly in the country, they go, okay, we got to get the vaccine. Okay, rightly so. I would get whatever prophylactic I could get against this. Now, of course, uh, ivermectin is a better prophylactic. (laughs) Actually, it could help you and knock it out of you right away. But, of course, big pharma won't allow that. Of course, the government's clamping down on that. Because we've seen transparently that this is not about health, this is not about science, this is about authoritarianism, and this is about control. But that portion of the population, right, they get vaccinated. Then you have the uh the people that are anti-Trumpers that will get vaccinated as a fuck you to the right. What a great reason to get injected, right? Or either that or they've just been completely propagandized to the point where they Actually believe that COVID was coming for them that there were literally bodies in the street right so they go and they get vaccinated fine you know you go and do that so let's say now you have to forty the percent population they make this giant push big push big push big push now we're up to forty eight percent even after all the propaganda the advertising the free ads budweiser's is offering you a free beer. You know, uh, Sam Adams, that annoying asshole, your cousin from Boston is telling you, oh, you're get vaccinated. Shut the fuck up, Sully. They do all this shit. And by the way, I would almost guarantee you that every commercial that you saw with a pro-vaccine message got underwritten by our government. I can virtually guarantee you that that's the case. So they really entice them to do it. But now you see the pressure being put on corporations to tell their employees to get vaccinated, right? We're seeing all military told they're going to get vaccinated at some point, federal workers to get vaccinated. We're seeing the people that work in the VA, oh, well, you got to get vaccinated because the risks, if you're unvaccinated to the rest of the population are so severe. Now, of course, if you believe in those risks being as high as they are, you would get vaccinated because they say if you get vaccinated, then you're fine. On, I'm getting ahead I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. Getting back to the tyranny of the majority. So they enlist the federal workers. They enlist all of the people that are working in various healthcare organizations, even though 50% of healthcare workers don't want to get the vaccine. These are people that work in the health industry. That should scare you. That should tell you something. Now they're enlisting everybody else. You know, they're trying to get as many people lumped into this vaccinated supermajority as they can. Now, why is that? Okay, well, because once you've been forced to take the vaccine, most people are pretty petty guys. I work in public relations, and this is just common logic if you've been around people. If you're forced to do something, what are the odds that you want someone else to be forced to do something too? I would say they're pretty fucking good. I mean, you can think of probably instances in the rest of your life where you were in school, where you were on the playground, where you were, you know, whatever else it was, where people were forced to do something and they wanted you to go through it too. I had to do this, so you have to do this. And all these vaccinated people, whether they voluntarily did it or were forced to do it, especially those who were forced to do it, they've now been enlisted in this zombified COVID army of self Loathing at times, self righteousness at other times, but they all lead to the same path of if I had to do it, you have to do it. And fuck you if you don't want to do it. It's a lot of jealousy. It's a lot of envy. Some of it might be fear, right? They've they really propagated as a shit out of, out of this thing. But I really honestly believe at the core of it, it's, hey, I got it. You should have to do it. It's a vindictive, Manipulative and jealous response to submitting themselves to this vaccine, this, you know, again, uh, experimental vaccine by every standard. And now they want you to do it. They want you to play along. Now, of course, we know this is all absurd. You know, de Blasio is saying that. Somehow this is the key to a good and, and rich life is insane. I'm going out. I'm driving around Los Angeles. I'm looking around me. I went out. I went out for a couple weeks and had a wonderful time. I was at the fucking gym. We didn't have a goddamn COVID outbreak. I didn't see one person fall over at the gym. And now we have to wear masks. mask. And now, God forbid, we're going to have to get vaccinated to do these different things. I'm worried now that, you know, when I go to, uh, to Europe to speak at the Austrian Center uh, Convention, uh, Well. Sorry, I'm a little drunk now. I'm going to mess it up. But anyway, I'm having Federico on from the Austrian Center to talk to me in a couple of weeks. He can straighten me out on all of this stuff. But now if I have to, if I want to fly to Europe, am I going to have to vaccinate it? Am I going to have to fake get vaccinated? <laughs> I mean, these are concerns of mine. But point being, I've lived a perfectly good life unvaccinated. I've gone out anywhere I wanted to go. And it was my understanding that businesses, are private institutions could require you to show vaccination or a proof of a recent COVID test that was negative. Why can't we show that we had a recent COVID test that was negative? Why must you be vaccinated? And also just scientifically, and none of this is fucking scientific in any goddamn way. But I'll, I'll talk about that for a minute and then I'll move on. Then I'll move on. I right, am 28 minutes. I right know. Shit. These things go. These things go. So they're talking about, you know, you have to have proof of vaccination. You have to, you know, or or a proof of a test. We know that even if you're vaccinated, you can still contract COVID, especially the Delta virus. You can still transmit it. So wouldn't just simply getting a COVID test be enough? Why do we have to push the vaccine? I mean, is this simply to enlist us in this never-ending cycle of vaccine booster vaccine booster that's my fear i mean that's the real terror of all of this that people don't seem to understand that are are in this fucking covid bubble or have been propagandized in this bubble is that you have literally bought in especially if you accept the fact that you have to have a vaccine passport or you have to be vaccinated to do anything in your quote-unquote everyday life as bill de blasio says even though we've all been walking around living our fucking lives perfectly fine then you have to get this shot to live your everyday life For you to simply get a test, say, hey, got a test. Here you go. I'm negative. I'm fine. Isn't that far simpler than trying to indoctrinate an entire population into consistently being injected with booster shots? And that's what is on the horizon. They're saying that even for people who had two booster shots, you need a third. Bill de Blasio in New York, he said you need one. In a lot of cases, one's not even good enough. So what's the point of this, right? What's what's the point? But now we're indoctrinating a population to saying, okay, so now I have to be vaccinated to go about my everyday life. And the government's telling me what I can and can't do, where I can and can't go, who I can and can't employ, who I can and can't let into my own establishment. And now setting the precedent moving forward that for this virus or whatever virus might be down the road, we have to consistently and constantly be injected with drugs. Now, this one was an experimental drug that they uh, they gave permission to be laid out and blah, 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 blah. Okay, is that the new standard? Now, as libertarians, you might say, well, that maybe that should be the standard. But these people have not been testing it appropriately because they have been given forgiveness by the government. They can't be sued. So that goes against every libertarian principle where you are culpable for your actions. So now we're establishing a supermajority that has been brainwashed into getting these shots that has been brainwashed in either that or just has a vindictive attitude towards everybody that has resisted this, that now has enlisted themselves in the army of COVID, in the army of big pharma, in the army of government, and in the army of big tech, because these all are working together, to force you into a mentality that you must consistently and constantly be injected with experimental drugs. I mean, this is... Madness on a level that I've never experienced in my fucking life. And I'm furious about it. I'm a little drunk and I'm a little fierce. I'm equally drunk and I'm equally furious. (laughs) I mean, shit. Seriously, though. This is we always talk about the slippery slope. This is the slippery slope. This is what happens when you allow government to dictate how you can live your fucking life. Your health choices have always been your own. They should always be your own. You real diseases polio you know like like that polio that can cripple your child you can choose to get or not get that vaccine for your child right and they'll go well that was eradicated for the most part okay well we have a disease right now that has been eradicated for the most part i'm sure polio exists in some portions of the world tell me what portion tell me what portion of the world is safe from it is it 98.9 percent? is it 99.8 where you know whatever the survival rate of covid is For the everyday person, I bet it fucking is. I bet it's very similar. My wife's joshing shit around the fridge. I can hear you, Sandy. Get out of here. (sighs) But you see my point. We're taking these unprecedented steps. To indoctrinate the population. And again, like I said, the more people that are forced to take the vaccine, the more people will want to force you to take the vaccine. This is simple humanity. This is simple uh, understanding psychology of how people operate. They will be bitter that they had to do it. They will be pissed off that you haven't done it, that you had the balls to do what they did not do or could not do. And they will want you to. To enlist, you will be assimilated, right? Star Trek fans out there, you will be assimilated. That is what these people want. This is the tyranny of the majority, and they are working as hard as they can to build that majority of vaccinated people so that they know they can force it on us. All right. Quick thing, guys. I, uh, oh no, I didn't export it. Well, let me tell you real quick about Matt McKinley. I'll export this and I'll uh, <laughs> I made a cute little commercial. I'll export this. And I'll, but in the meantime, let me tell it. Uh, burn in daylight and my buddy Matt McKinley. And this is how well I know the show and I like the show. I don't even have to look at the uh, the camera. I can do something else. So I'm doing it. But no, you guys need to check out burn in daylight from Matt McKinley. He is a supporter of ours. He's a fan of ours. And he has a fantastic podcast wherein he rides on the back of horses. He, will <laughs> literally, and you know, I mean, literally, Uh like I said, the first couple of podcasts I listened to that he did, he was on the back of a horse, and it, it's just great. So he was on the back of horses. He's literally, like, you know, ushering cattle around. He's doing cowboy shit. But as you'd imagine, these cowpokes are uh, very independent. They're libertarian-focused, so... What you get is a an authentic real man. I'll call it a, a John McAfee approach to libertarian podcasting. Right? It's just a it's a born in career driven libertarianism, and uh, you guys should definitely check it out. It's a fun show. He's a great guy. He's on all our Mufasa calls too for our Patreon at the uh, the twenty five dollar level. But uh, yeah, check that out, guys. It's Burning Daylight, and uh, Burning has an n apostrophe at the end of it. By the way, Burning daylight so that way you can find it easily and uh i'm telling you you're gonna you're gonna love it it's a fun show so anyway i do want to get into a couple more things um one thing i'll talk about real quick and then i'll, I'll take another quick ad break but one thing i want to talk about is you know uh bobby wilson who's been a longtime friend of the podcast big supporter he was you know, a sponsor for a long time and a funny guy if you're gonna lion's liberty pride you're gonna love bobby wilson But he sent me this interesting article, and it was essentially from a feminist organization. Uh, Hold on, let me bring it up so I can tell you exactly what they are. It's called a wolf. Uh, Women's Liberation Front. So these gals, though, these gals, God, look at me. Listen to me. I sound like the biggest fucking asshole in the world right now. These gals, I sound like a 1920s reporter. Well, I tell you, these women, they got something up their butts. (laughs) <laughs> now the women's liberation front. So they're talking about, you know, California prisons and how there are something like 300 men, right? Biological men who are lining up to be in California women's prisons. And what has happened so far, and I guess there's one confirmed. Well, I'm going to handle What has happened so far is that they've been kind of training the staff and training the women to be ready for this influx of biological men. Uh, the vast, vast, vast majority of whom are still be penised. They still are penis waggling and, uh, and have those things in spades. And as such, have sexual desires. We don't know, you know, you're not allowed to ask and you can't really question whether or not this person is biologically still attracted to women. A lot of trans people are still attracted to it, right? They still are, uh, they become female, but they still want to be with women and this is a problem like the trans community is called lesbians transphobic because they dared to say I don't want to be with a trans person you're not a real woman they go oh you're transphobic for not wanting to be with a real uh, a not real woman and how dare you question that you can see what this becomes a problem but these people often still have penises and whether or not they view themselves as women their dicks still get hard and they can still have sex with women now, this is all rape as far as the penal system is concerned, consensual or non-consensual, it's still rape. But you see the problem with having, you know, 200 plus pound men coming in uh, with a female population and being treated the same as a female population. So what has California done? California has put a lot of condoms out in the public areas, even though it's all rape. Well, now condoms. So, you know, who do you think going to use the condoms? It ain't the ladies. So it's for the men. And this organization, the Women's Liberation Front, has a huge issue with this and understandably so, in that it's basically because it's all considered rape, because they know what's going to happen, they're basically trying to cover their bases. And from this, (laughs) fuck, sorry, from this organization's perspective, they are trying to precondition their inmates for rape. They're basically saying, look, you're going to be raped by this. This is going to happen. Um, these men are going to come in. You know, we can't we can't oppose this under the laws in California that exist right now. So just, you know, get ready. I mean, I can't think of anything. Well, I can think of many things more. But that's a pretty horrifying prospect for any woman that's sitting in there. And, and I don't care what kind of badass you are. I don't care if you're a, a fucking... Female Navy SEAL that had the, the standards for being a Navy SEAL lowered in order to for you to succeed, and then you decided to shoot somebody by, you know, in the back of the head, and that's why you're in prison. But still, a 250-pound male coming in with male genitalia that says that he is now a woman, and now there's condoms for him to use to rape you. That's a, a terrifying thought. So bring that up. Okay, real quick, commercial break, and we'll be right back. Hey guys, a quick commercial break here. Sponsor break for two libertarians, Vanessa Avalar and her husband, Carlos, two libertarians who run a CBD company you're going to enjoy. That is Paloma Verde CBD. Let me spell that for you so you can know where to find it. P A L O M A V E R D E CBD.com. Now, you can use the promo code ROAR to get 25% off your order of $75 or more. Free shipping though, so that's awesome to help support libertarian causes, libertarian entrepreneurs, and also this show. Let me tell you about these products. These are premium-grade, THC-free, and with mostly organic ingredients. They've got some mink tinctures that are fantastic. On about 20 minutes, last four to six hours, guys. Green apple gummies, also strawberry lemonade. Those will last about six to eight hours as well. Fast-acting, everyday soft gels, 10 milligrams. Those will hit you fast and hard if you're in pain, if you need some relief quick. And of course, they also have their salves. I'm looking forward to this. Mark is still hoarding it. I'm going to go over and non-aggressively, non-aggression principally, Punch him in the face. <laughs> but I do want to use this solve on my sore knee, this eucalyptus lavender solve. But anyway, guys, check them out. Great company. Support libertarianism. Support us and support them. Go to palomaverdecbd.com. Remember, use that promo code ROAR for 25% off your order of $75 or more and free shipping. There you go. So we're back, you fools. What is happening here? Now I'm I'm out. I'm out. I'm not allowed back into my own feed. Uh, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally played this. What what the fuck was that? Oh well, this is the enjoyment you get when I'm a little drunk and it's late, and I uh, queued up an ad that I guess I didn't have an out on, or went to way too long from when I exported from Final Cut Pro. Well, whatever. I enjoy that, guys. PalomaverdeCBD.com. Coming back anyway, uh, let's wrap up the show with two two, kind of funny things. Uh, Ah, the one I'm not even going to do. Fuck you, Washington Times. You know, our buddy Remzo used to work at the Washington Times. Uh, God bless Remzo Martinez, except for, of course, the work that he does for We Are Libertarians. All that is trash. But God bless the work Remzo Martinez does here on our Pride show, The Legion of Liberty Doom, which we are going to be reuniting very soon. Uh, Good friend of the show, by the way. Check out Remzo. He's a great guy but he used to work the washington times so we could get all the free access to the washington times and their stories and these dickheads have now told me i got to pay to get into their uh, report on the pro sanders group reporting rebranding rebranding into pragmatic progressives which i just thought was tremendous <laughs> peak right i mean jesus fucking christ pragmatic Progressives. Now, I guess Bernie Sanders is kind of pragmatic on a couple things. You know, gun rights he's pragmatic on, but Bernie Sanders saying he's pragmatic is uh, utterly absurd. Anybody pragmatic can't possibly suggest universal health care. A pragmatic approach to universal health care would be to say Medicare for all or something similar to that. But they are not in that realm. Uh, he is also all in on, you know, the AOC what was that the Green New Deal. I mean, give me a fucking break. You're not pragmatic. It's ridiculous branding. And it's absurd. And I talked last week, by the way, about how left is lazy. I did want to add a couple things I forgot to say. Sorry, I ate a... I'm such an idiot. I ate during the commercial break. I ate a a blue cheese stuffed olive. Because I'm classy. And even when I'm at home, I make blue cheese stuffed olives. I highly recommend it. I hate one of those. I just got shit in my teeth. I'm spitting it on my fucking keyboard. But... You know, talking about lefty being lazy, I, I forgot to mention a couple of things. And just that, you know, how sickening is it? The left, you know, the left is lazy. And we're talking about people that are supposed to be these, these technological, uh, you know, ingenues, these amazing people that are leading us into the next realm discovery of human connection, right? The Zuckerbergs, the Jack Dorseys. And you look at what's happened with what they've created, right? Do you think these guys ever step back, these leftists, and they step back and they look at what has happened, what they've created? Jack Dorsey, the Twitter used to be wide open. He used to be the greatest place for free speech on the internet. And now they're censoring posts that dare go against the norms of what the government says. Facebook, It used to be a little uh, cute site for college people to connect with each other and have fun. And then it expanded to the place where a grandmother could annoy you by uh, posting stupid shit on an impromptu photo of you pissing in an alleyway. Now as a government information tool. The left is lazy. You created this great thing. You created this world-changing Technology, and then what did you do with it? Because you are accepting a ideology that will go along with whatever piece of fucking shit is in control. I mean, the Obama administration made the left anti-war. They made the left anti-spying. They made the left, which, by the way, you know, Mark Claire was just on with uh, Eric Brakey, a good friend of the show, Eric Brakey. Uh, debating whether Ed Snowden was a net benefit or a drawback for liberty—interesting debate. But to that extent, my friends, you create this thing that is this great unifier, this uh, this great conduit for everybody to talk to each other. And then, because you're a leftist, either either that, either you're leftist, right, and you're working with the government right now, like Joe Biden is trying to purge extremism quote-unquote extremism so you're a leftist and you think the ideology of purging white extremism and uh, right-wing extremists is something that aligns with your values so you squash all free speech and you have your platform to be utilized in an orwellian fashion to monitor all people's communications and go around the basic protections of the constitution and the fourth amendment by virtue of you being a private company pretty fucking lazy bro Pretty fucking lazy, bro. For a big thinker like you, for a big progressive thinker like Jack Discrell, for uh, a big prog- progressive thinker like, uh, you know, Mark Zuckerberg. Pretty fucking lazy. Either pretty fucking lazy or pretty fucking crazy. And then actually, just to tie it in what I was saying before about this majority, you know, the, the unholy triumvirate, or maybe it's a, a quadumvirate, of government, entertainment, the, the basic majority and also technology is absolute cancer to our society. I mean, it, it is fucking poison when you've got crony capitalism combined with technocracy combined with the entertainment complex being almost 100% left combined with government power, wherein whether or not you're left or not, the government will play yeah, like whatever, whatever government's in power, the GOP I have no faith in. Reining in the the reins of power. I mean, give me a fucking break. Of course not. You're in power now. All of these gifts have been bestowed on you from the technology left, from the the progressives that are supposed to be so woke and so aware and so leading the way that have now settled themselves in with government. They've now nested with the NSA because once a libertarian or once a uh, democratic president is there, oh well, God, he must think the way I think. So I better turn the reins over to him. I better acquiesce to all of their fucking demands, all of their thought control, all of their censorship. I better acquiesce because he thinks like me. And then you have the flip and the GOP comes and they say, oh, thanks. Awesome. Well, we have no intention of letting any of this go. Helps us. It's just, I mean, the unholy, quadrumbrant triumvirate, whatever you want to say, it's, it's, it's fucking unbelievable. Well, anyway. Moving on, I'll finish the show up. I'm actually getting pretty long. I thought it was going to be a very short show, but, you know, two martinis, guys. You get me uh, you get me talking. Still all stuck in my mouth. <laughs> Still annoying the show to show me. I'll finish up by saying I uh, I watched the uh, Disney's Jungle Cruise. And I watched this with my wife, and I, you know, it, it was a fine movie. I, I was entertained by it because The Rock is entertaining, right? Emily Blunt was in it. Spoiler alert. The Rock at the end of the movie ends up in a pink suit with a top hat, and it looks like he's going to turn Emily Blunt out like a prostitute. And I was rooting for it, and it just didn't happen. That's the spoiler. It didn't happen. But in general, you know, I talked about how the left is lazy. It goes along with popular culture, and it's lazy thinking. It's lazy creativity. It's killing creativity. I talked about Cleveland Indians last week and how that name, you know, everything that Basically, every progression has been the lowest common denominator, safe, stupid, predictable. The Jungle Cruise really fucking pissed me off. And I'll tell you the exact moment in that you know I turned to my wife. It was the opening moment of the movie. You have this guy, right? He's a Fey guy. He's making a speech to a illustrious, educated uh, group, right? A, a men's group, a big thinkers group and he's got index cards and he's talking and it flashes up to emily blunt in her character right and you can see her and i told my wife i said well obviously okay so she wrote the speech easy to figure out right and then later on you know a couple minutes later he's talking and he's kind of flubbing it and then it turns out she's oh now she's mouthing the speech obvious the most obvious fucking misdirection you could ever have when you have a movie open with a crowd, especially in the time period this is set in, right? It's supposed to be like 1918 or maybe it was later. I, I can't remember what exactly was. An audience of all men. And you show this guy speaking, and then you show her in the balcony. And I said, okay, well, obviously she's the one that wrote the speech because this is 2021. And because you have to check these boxes. And now there is no mystery left in the world. There's no magic. There's no misdirection. There is only obvious checklisting in all of our content, in all of our films, and all of our television. Just like, look, if you watch television commercials right now, it is a great time to be a black actor. I will fucking tell you that much right now. Black actors are no, in no shortage of work. Actually, I'm, I'm friends with a black actor. Where the fuck has he been? I should text him. Like, where the fuck have you been? But he was successful before this. Maybe he's too blown. Maybe he's too establishment. Anyway. It's really taken away my ability to be wowed. I mean, at at every juncture in almost every film, and in the same film, The Jungle Cruise, they're making a big deal out of the fact that one of the characters came out as gay to The Rock, right? And And the same guy that gave this speech, and it was not a surprise. It was not a wow. It was, he was literally, I mean, they, they portrayed him as the most stereotypical gay character ever. And the Jungle Cruises, if you're curious, uh, it was half the mummy versus half the Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, they're basically a story mushed together in every possible way. Uh, very uninspiring, but entertaining. Not gonna lie. It was a, it was a fine watch. But they portrayed this guy who came out as gay and it was supposedly a big deal because it was a Disney movie that outright said this character was gay and I, I had thought that happened before and honestly, who really gives a fuck anyway? Like I've said many times on this podcast, I don't celebrate or give a shit when characters are black or gay or when whatever anybody is saying because I presume that there will simply be characters out there, authentic characters, that will be of that persuasion because I'm not a racist nor a sexist nor a homophobe. I would expect that i do expect that so when you build up this character as this ultra gay ultra if you excuse the term faggy because this is the most stereotypical portrayal of a gay man ever and then he comes out as gay it's not a fucking surprise is it it's simply a no shit you literally laid him out to be gay if you had gone the other way that would have been a surprise one of the, my, my absolute favorite films. Actually, I'll give away the ending. Well, I'll tell you what. Watch The Great White Hype. One of my favorite films of all time. When you get through it, you'll know why. Because it eschews the tropes of Hollywood. And it did it way back in the day. And now there's no mystery left. There's no uh, misdirection left because you know what they have to do. Because for a film to be made today and has to check off certain boxes, be that China's box, be that uh, the gay box, be that the lesbian box, be that the biracial box, be that the women feminism box. It is trite. It is it is absurd. I mean, Game of Thrones, I, a show that I adored for many, many years. The ending of that show was heartbreaking to me, not because... I, well, it was heartbreaking for everybody, probably because they the producers just destroyed it, ruined it in every way. It was absurdly stupid. The way characters died was stupid and unfulfilling. Uh, again, if you haven't watched it, I won't ruin it all for you. But the biggest crime to me of the last couple of seasons was that they ruined every female character in that the female characters Game of Thrones were strong. They were written as though they were Men, or as though they were women uh, without being women. They just, they were just characters. They were strong because they were strong, and you didn't consider them female strong. Until they reminded you of that in the final two seasons of the fucking stupid show when Hollywood producers and assholes got a fucking hold of it. And they had literally a scene in which the dragon queen sits down with this other redheaded bitch and they talk about the fact that they're both women and they're so strong. And that's so impressive that they're so strong. And oh, my God, can you imagine this time we're both women and we're so strong and we're in control? It's like you took you, you took me out of the fucking movie. You took me out of the fucking story with this, this kowtowing, pathetic, checkmark bullshit that undermines why these women were strong in the first place. This is why the left is fucking lazy. The left is too lazy to come up with real characters that inspire. The left is too fucking lazy to have real misdirection, a real story, a real plot in which the characters are able to survive on their own. They're able to inspire you because of who they are and what they do and not what they are in the context of a fucking time period. And I am watching movie after movie and show after show where I can predict every goddamn fucking thing that is going to happen Too much of the chagrin to my wife because I turn to her every time and I say, here's what's going to happen. And she's getting very annoyed by it. But that's not my fault. That's fucking Hollywood's fault. That's the left's fault for making cloying, checkmark, predictable shit that these assholes keep greenlighting. That's the fucking problem. All right, guys, and I'm out. All right, thanks for you for uh, for listening to the Lions Liberty podcast. Thank you for listening to Electric Liberty Land. Please subscribe. Please join our YouTube channel. Please hit subscribe and share the show with a friend, with an enemy, with a colleague, with a lover. I don't know. Jam your podcast up your uh, your husband's penis, whatever it takes. We want this show to grow. Help us grow. Go to Patreon.com forward slash Lions Liberty. And uh, you will not regret your decision. I promise you that. And also, don't forget, Mark Claire on Mondays with his uh, fantastic interviews. Now it's debate month. So debates with people in Liberty Movement. I will be debating later in the month. Ah, I'll keep it a secret who, But that's coming up. So you want to get sure to uh, join the Patreon so you can see that live. I am planning on making it a uh, mandatory drinking debate. So, you know. I'll have an advantage as a big drinker. And of course, John Odermatt tomorrow, you'll hear him with uh, finding freedom. So guys enjoy, please give us a five-star ranking on iTunes, wherever you listen, give us a little write up. And also please, please check out the boring podcast. If you haven't, you're a fucking asshole. You're honestly, you're a fucking idiot and an asshole. It's one of the funniest goddamn shows you'll ever hear. You're listening to me right now. You're gonna fucking like it. What is wrong with you? Don't be lazy. Support this shit so we can grow the show and fight back against this goddamn leftist, stupid-ass culture. The Boring Podcast. B-O-H-R-I-N-G Podcast. Me, Rico, Odie, Howie. Go check it out. Ah, That's it. What a day. What a day.
1: What a world! (music)